This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Ears in a Lot, episode 133 is brought to you by... Shouldn't having conversations with your money be easy? Easier than counting the planets, at least. Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Oh, what happened to Pluto? Did it offend someone? FM Trust is here to help you have better conversations with your money. Go bank it easy at fmtrust.bank. What's up, everybody? It's episode 133 of Beers in the Lot. Let me quick do my spiel about beersinthelot.com, where you can find all the information you might want to know about the podcast, including our Discord server at beersinthelot.com slash Discord, and the merchandise store at beersinthelot.com slash shop. So in this one, me and the guys talked about our Sunday Night League game with Old Fat Bald Guys Hockey. Then we talked about Patrick Kane and the upcoming trade deadline, and we also talked about what the Penguins and Caps might be doing for the trade deadline as well. So let's go. Let's crack the beers. What do you have over there, Aaron? I have, from Big Timber Brewing Company, a lager lager pills. Beer. Nice. Yee yee. Yee <laughs> Brewed here in the great state of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's not bad. How about you? What you got, John? Uh, so I have actually a loyal listener sent this to us. Uh, so Cheer Wine, which is a drink, a soda from the Carolinas, they did in conjunction with Noda Brewing Company a Cheer Wine Ale, it's a weed ale. Uh, I guess made with the Cheer Wine soda. So I'm gonna do like a little pairing here tonight. Yeah. You know, oh, maybe I'll get out I, yeah. Maybe I'll get a nice charcuterie board or some dark chocolate out. I don't know. I was say, do you have a, do you have a cheese pairing with that? <laughs> yeah, they probably have like some craft singles down in the hotel lobby. <laughs> 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 uh, some like really old Hershey Kisses. I can just do a pairing in my room. Uh, yeah, I was gonna do that. <laughs> old Hershey Kisses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what do you got, Danny? So I also have cheer wine ale from our friends down in the Carolinas. Uh, tastes very much like the soda. Have you 100%. ever had it before? I have. Yeah, I have. I've never had it. What you got tonight, Riggs? I also have the cheer wine ale. Interesting. <laughs> from Noda Brewing Company. Thank you, Jessica. Yes, thank <laughs> you so thank much. You. Uh, this is this is pretty interesting. It is it is very much a cherry cola. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of wheat beer taste to it, and it smells just like like a cherry soda. Like it's weird. <laughs> so after after I just all right, so I just had some of the soda, and I'm not a big soda guy, so it's like very sweet. But I could see every time I have like a soda, I can see why people just drink it constantly and guzzle it down. I yes. can't. I try not to. Baja Blast has a hold on me though. That's a different. That's a different animal. <laughs> I don't think that's soda though. Yeah, taste the beast. Animal. Yeah, taste the beast. Yeah. Every time I order a Baja Blast from Taco Bell, I'm pretty sure I hear eagle, an eagle yelling, you know, hovering over my car. Just like you know, freedom, freedom. The ale's not bad either. Very like cherry. Yeah. Heavy on the cherry note. It's not too much though. No, it's mm-hmm. enough. It's mm-hmm. enough so you definitely know what's going on. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. 
I feel like sometimes when breweries try to like some of the you know stuff they do with partnerships and whatnot when they try to combine two things yeah it's just like sometimes it's remember when uh not far hard root beer was really like popular yeah, yeah. everybody oh yeah everybody had like a new hard root beer and everybody yeah. was buying them by the case and everything and it was just like oh my goodness whatever that was the first <laughs> seltzer technically if you think about it the way it was uh, yeah spike colas because right after <laughs> no because you remember right after they they had that i forget the brand that did the root beer not your father's yeah or yeah not yeah. Your father's. oh yes and then, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then like literally a month after i saw that they did like cherry cola and they even did like the mountain dew like green soda type stuff i i tried it once and i was like it's not bad i'm not like i'm not running to the store to get this like no. i mean obviously a lot of you know i think it was more geared they won't say it to the underage drinkers you know what i'm saying <laughs> but oh yeah. like a little big tobacco strategy there mm, like, uh, maybe. yeah big big alcohol was going after the underage uh, drinkers yeah Mm. 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 strange insider reporting yeah <laughs> they have lobbyists too that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> but anywho i feel left out honestly i don't feel left out i feel like i left myself out <laughs> yeah because uh <laughs> you did it to yourself <laughs> i did this to myself yes i uh i left my my cheer wine and drinks <laughs> in the uh, in the carpool to hockey last night. Probably had a bit too many flying dogs in the in the lot to really think straight when I was getting out. But uh, you know, <laughs> maybe I could find a, a week old one next next Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this, Aaron. I think it's tight. You're being a naughty boy. It's totally fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you were having a good time last I was night. Oh, a good we were, time he was riding time. high. We had just yeah. won. We got some Taco Bell. He crushed some beers. Like, yeah, he was yep. he was at, he was having a time. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> did crush. I I did the uh, the thumb trick. Oh, yeah. Oh, so did shot. I did yeah. it in the oh. lot. Yeah, that's right. Wait, wait. What's a thumb trick? What are you talking the about? The thumb trick. Well, we we got out to the lot and everybody. It's we were walking up to the circle and we were noticing the like there's maybe seven or eight people in the circle and only like two of them had a beer in their hand. So I, why aren't you guys drinking beers? And they were like, oh, we're waiting for the good cooler with the the, oh the flying dog to come out or whatever. It was yeah, just the Labats and this cooler that was out there. I was like, oh, come on, be a man. Have a beer while you're waiting for the other beer. And then, <laughs> Aaron had to assert his dominance. So I had to assert I like dominance. That, Aaron. I picked Alpha. up one of the little bat blue lights and then used the thumb trick where you can like jam your thumb into the side of it and open up a hole. Like you can make a shotgun hole with your just your, your thumb. I remember you no. telling me yeah. that years ago. Like there's yeah. like a there's a trick yeah, you can you do. You line it yeah. up somehow and then press in the can. You press just know. right and do yeah. it while well, yeah, yeah, there's a trick. But I did it and shotgun the beer and yeah. Yeah. Alpha. <laughs> Asserted dominance. It was an alpha move. Aaron went full naughty boy last night. Yeah, That's he did. Awesome. <laughs> I'm all in on that. It was a good night. It was a good night in a lot. It was a great night. And then the other cooler came out and I had uh, a couple of those. <laughs> it was, uh, you it shotgun was those? No, I didn't shotgun anything else. Just the one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You should have. Well, for one, the the flying dogs that I had were in bottles. 
It's a lot harder. You can shotgun. You, you, you can still shotgun. You need a straw. You actually I, yes. take a you take a straw. I'll just and you stick pull it outside a straw out of my <laughs> out of my cargo short pocket. <laughs> oh, well, why not? I mean, it's probably in there. Let's... You have eighteen pockets. You might as well have a straw in one of them. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was too cold last night, so I wore jeans, and I didn't have any of my Wait, tools. It was too cold. It was too cold. What? Yes, I have to maintain appearances. Otherwise, people get uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Other people give me crap when I'm wearing shorts. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, if you you pulled out a paper straw, I would have burned it. Those things. They're (laughs) awful. Horrible. But no, it was a good night and a lot last night. Yeah, like you said, we we were riding high off of a win. So uh, it was... It was fun. We we did the cool. did the math. We did the math. John's team has had twenty three goals scored against them in the last two games, and they're one yep. and one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we figured out our well, issues. Well, wait, both wait. Games. They they've scored twenty four, and yeah. they've scored twenty four. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Both. I can identify the issue in both cases. <laughs> but it's okay. We're gonna move on as a group. Move on as a group. Move on as a group. We still had tunes and stuff. Yeah, so, tunes and beer. Yeah, we yeah. had tunes. We had brews. This is a total good. loss. Yeah, it was fine. It was kind of funny though. But yeah. <laughs> and then in a turn of fate, Eric's team only scored what four or five goals. What was it? Five. What was the final nothing. score in your game? Four nothing. Only four goals is enough to win in your side. Yeah. Man, eight off your pace from last week. <laughs> eight off the pace. <laughs> you guys wasted all your goals for the season, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron. So as we were going on the ice last night, it essentially felt like it was trade deadline day because everyone pretty much moved yesterday with the yeah. exception of Patrick Kane. Yeah. Like he's a baby. I I'm yeah, very I'm high kind on of losing train. interest in him. Yeah, I agree with you. I think a lot of teams are losing interest yep. in him. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the one thing I keep seeing out of the Chicago media members, which is kind of awesome, they're bracing the Chicago fans for a very lackluster return mm-hmm. because I think the Rangers are at a point where we're going to offer this, and this is our sticking point because he wants to come here. He's on an expiring contract. We only have X amount of cap room. They move Kratz off yesterday to Vancouver, and this is our our stance on it. Well, the thing and is, the, fact, the thing is, the, fact, the Rangers don't need him. He's not going to play on power play one. Yeah, I mean, and he may not even play on power play two. I don't think they need him. No, I don't. I think it's a want. So not if he a wants need. to go there, I mean, he's going to need to figure something else out. I mean, now they they are caught up in the. Eastern Conference arms race that's happening right now. Yeah. Where all of those that, you know, the top teams in the conference going into the playoffs are just loading up right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe they need to keep up, but I don't think I, but I don't I mean, think they do. My only thing on that team is, like I said, them in Tampa have the X factors and the goaltender and the Islanders. Sorokin's good too. But like, so out of those three teams, I trust those three goalies going into any playoff series, essentially. So I think if you're New York, New York you feel very comfortable, but also, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, 
I like Patrick Kane. He's a good player, but also too, like not, I mean, and yes, he's been dealing with hip stuff too, but like the last couple of games, he's really turned it on. Part of me is like, why couldn't you have done that when all the trade rumors really started to heat up, you know, kind of right after the all-star break or right before when a lot of that, the fire gets thrown on the coals. Right. Like, so, so after you kind of sulk a little bit and then you kind of, I mean, essentially figure out like, oh, I do kind of want to get moved. Like, dude, like, what's your deal, man? Like, you either got to shit or get off the pot. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't really know where he fits in, too. I wonder if Chicago either gave him a lackluster or a contract offer extension that he didn't really like, or maybe they didn't give him one at all. Maybe they're about to let him leave. Like, who knows? Right? Yeah, you don't I know what that situation is. Really well, and also, too, like, Kane and Taves... They've only known the Chicago Blackhawks kind of growing up in that, we'll call it LA Kings, Boston Bruins, you know, kind of era where those teams were winning cups. So now that like Chicago is definitely not on that tier anymore, we know for a hundred, you know, we know they're closer to getting Connor Bedard than they are to making a playoff spot. Connor yeah. Bedard's a good consolation prize. I'm just going to say that, but like, so maybe Kane doesn't like his heart's in Chicago, but like he's like the last few years of my productive playing career, I want to chase another cup. I want to chase playoff races and stuff. I think New York would make sense in terms of stability, but also too, he's a free agent. So is New York going to sign him in the off season? And then we have to deal with the whole, the <laughs> whole off season holding pattern. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I kind of think like Vlad Tarasenko, I, I've always felt this because he's like big and he moves well and he has a good shot and he skates well. He's he was great out west, but I think like now the way his body is, where he's a little beat up, he is going to be a very good Eastern Conference player. Where the teams are like a little more fast, not as heavy. They still are tough, yes, but like they move really well. And also like Vlad's playing with his best buddy in the bread man. Patrick Kane doesn't I mean, I don't think he knows anybody on that team, so he's just gonna go there. Not that he's going to disrupt the room or anything, but it's like, he's just a piece. It's not, you know... Well, he's got history with Panarin, too, right? But like, Correct, but I, I don't just, see him being a running mate with him anymore. No, he won't be. He'll, he'll, yeah, he won't be with him. Yeah. I, I would, I would guess that um, it's probably on that second line, but why would you even do that? Why would you break up? I, I just don't. I don't, I don't see it. So then you're going to, so now you're going to make him a bottom six player. Is that really, you know, are those the minutes that he should be getting a game? And I don't think that at, even at this point later in his career, I don't think that's the appropriate place for him. So I think like in New York's case, they're probably looking at that situation and saying, yeah, we're going to bring, you know, we're going to bring that player in into that type of position that means we're not going to give up as much because we're not getting as much value out of the player and then like you mentioned the whole contract situation now they have to deal with or not you know in in july so i think he kind of uh attitude himself out of any leverage that he might have <laughs> yeah had. i think i think that's it and i think if you're chicago like i think you're kind of like shit you know like because 
every piece they they trade away they need they need pieces back they need monopoly pieces on the board you know whether that's picks or you know some prospects or even a a, a player or two that could you know kind of just get them to the end of this year not necessarily too too good at the end of this year because i'm sure they're really thinking about too like that's why i think they traded away mccabe and lafferty yeah to toronto today mccabe also wanted out like he he's openly said that i think that's a good pickup for toronto lafferty when he was with the pens he was good i liked him and if you're you know sheldon keith now you got two other pieces that you could be really versatile with which is good that that's awesome but yeah chicago they're they're just trying to get chess pieces back. That's all they're trying to do. Yeah. But I hate Chicago anyway, so I don't really care. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm looking at New York on Cap Friendly, and they could really use defensemen, not forwards. What They would be silly to try to trade for another forward, honestly. They could, they could use a, a better uh, top-pairing defenseman than the one that they have that has the C right now, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It, it would be an improvement just about anybody, I think, but, <laughs> but they, uh, like just going by salary alone. I mean, like their hate, second hate, pairing, hate, hate, hate. <laughs> yeah, lots of hate. <laughs> their second pairing a defenseman. I mean, it, it's all right, but they've got what? Two and a half million in cap space right now. They, uh, they could probably find something to do with that. That isn't signing Kane. I, I don't know. Having watched them a couple times this week because they they played Washington and then they um I watched them then the second game they played this weekend and they're good they're they're fine where, yeah. where they're at you know maybe maybe you need a depth forward you know or or some some depth defenseman because guys are going to get banged up in the playoffs so right. maybe that's what you need to do is go look at or try and grab two to three players that are not necessarily you know top pairing d or um top six forwards that can give you some depth heading into the playoffs and then just see what you got that you know they they may still you know we always talk about are they ahead of schedule they may still be ahead of schedule too you know going and and making this move where you're potentially going to have to give up some of your future to get Kane maybe that's not the best move right is it worth it right like it just oh. so i don't know i i i i don't i've never i've never been a big kane fan anyway like i appreciate skill and everything but like i just don't so if you're if you're new york who who are the teams in the East that really kind of scare you? Well, who would they who would they play? I mean, Tampa. Like, well, yeah. Who would they? Who would they? And I think Tampa. Initially, Tampa got really good because they got Taylor Tanner. But but that those are going to be second round yeah. matchups, right? Yeah. So you know whatever. And you still got to get out of the first round. They play Jersey, right? So Jersey, can, Carolina. Do they do they think they can beat Jersey? Yes. Do I think they can beat Jersey? Yes. Yeah. I think they can goalie Jersey. Yes. Yeah. I think that's yeah, what I think so too. There. And yeah, because Jersey essentially is trying to do like 
you know, the Swiss mafia on that team with all the Swiss guys that got down. <laughs> Escher and Meyer, but which is kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And I and I don't, you know, that move to go get Timo Meyer, I didn't mind that for them. He's I'd, bigger than what they have, really, if you think about it. So, like, he's a big boy. He right. can he can move. I mean, we love Jack Hughes, but I think it, any position in front of the net or down on the boards, like, he may be coming out with the puck, but I think in the playoffs it may be a different story. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have that, that bulk to him. Yeah, he has to play a little bit different game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Let's take a quick break, though, to hear from our sponsors. Shouldn't having conversations with your money be easy? Way easier than translating texts and all emojis. Smiley face, siren, apple? Mom is eating a spicy apple? What? F&M Trust is here to help you have better conversations with your money. Our FlexLock line of credit lets you borrow from your home for big purchases. Go bank it easy at fmtrust.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Oh, why did I teach her to text? Danny, what are the pens going to do? Nothing. Not? Do you think they're going to do nothing? <laughs> they they already got rid of Cheeks. Yeah, well. <laughs> they're they're 2-0. So you're saying Cheeks clapping in was the issue. Uh, so that was it right there. <laughs> That's all we needed. <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what, what you do. I mean, because you... You either got to blow it up or, I mean, try to make a run again. But, I mean, you're going to have to do some finagling because they don't have any cap room. Well, I think Kapanen helped them out a little. St. Louis helped them out. They've got they got two million cap space for the deadline. It looks yeah. Like. But much different situation than, like, a New York with that same amount of money, right? Where right. You're, yeah. you're out yeah. and looking in. You're not going to get back in with that money and teams that are out are out of time. Right. Well, they're, they're currently in the wild card slot at the moment. I mean, they've got a couple games in hand and they're only two points behind yeah, the Islanders. The, the math. So they've, they've done good that like, like, like Daniel <laughs> said, they won the last two games that helps a whole lot, but they have to keep it going. They have to finish, finish the whole rest of these last, whatever, 21 games or 23 games they have they have to finish very strong and that's a long that's 21 games a lot Mm -hmm. a lot march of the penguins yeah march of the penguins they're either going into the orca's mouth (laughs) (laughs) stepping up on the iceberg or they're gonna lose in the first round (laughs) either or what yeah you know what couple moves could you make over the next well by the time this comes out It'll be three hours left till the deadline, but uh, what can you do in the next couple days that, you know, can, can lock that up or help you lock that up? And, and really, yeah, but but does does that even, but does that even help? I mean, you know, is that addressing an area that needs to be addressed? Probably not. Right. (laughs) Right. And then even when you're in, you know, did the move that you made help you advance? Right. Which is probably the bigger question. That's probably really what the trade deadline deals are about. Right. For so playoff I, teams. So, so yeah. for the pens, the way I look at it, the one thing that everyone said, and it is kind of true, their goaltending tandem has been hurt on and off all freaking year. That sucks. 
The other thing is there's no pop in that bottom six. Pretty much all of those guys are either UFAs or RFAs at the end of this season. Part of me just thinks, like, let's ride it out, see what happens. If someone comes to you for something like a piece or, a, you know, like a Dumoulin, for example, because he's a UFA or maybe, you know, Zucker, I don't know. I'm not saying you say you're open for business, but just see what happens, you know, and make a move then. But like after that, just go to the go to the dry race board at the end of the season, regardless if you get in the playoffs, and get waxed in the first round, go into the playoffs, maybe win a round or two financially. That'd be great for the franchise. Or you miss out. I think you kind of, that's a good point. You need to really like, especially the last, like, let's call it three, four years of this franchise. Like, it's going to determine the next 10 to 20. Like, how are you going to use the last productive years of Gino, Latang, and this Sid? This week? Yeah. Like, this week that we're currently in, it's Monday. There will be ripple effects that you will be able to trace back for like 10 years. Oh, absolutely. For Pittsburgh and Washington. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that Caps have already been like, you know what? Let's. Yeah, there's. I like, still... I like kind of what they did. They apparently talked to Orloff. He wanted like a seven or seven year extension. Apparently, they were like, we'll do five. And he was like, I want seven. And they were like, all right, thanks. Hung up the phone, you know, kind of put the word out apparently. And Boston came to them. But there's some stuff around that too. Um, Tarek Al-Bashir with The Athletic reported that Ovechkin was not happy. And like there was all this stuff with his dad yeah, passing. They're boys. There was a lot of emotion yeah. going on. And a lot of those guys grew up together over the last you know, decade or so. Oh, yeah, because Orloff was here for the cup. But also, when Ovi signed the last extension, the story is that he was given some sort of word or or whatever you want to call it. I don't want to say promise or guarantee, but from the organization, from Leonzis, that they would never go into like full re- rebuild during his final years with the club. And apparently there was a meeting between Ovechkin and McClellan uh, after the Orloff and Hathaway trade happened to kind of explain why and what the strategy was and and what have you. So there's a little bit of like stuff that's that's going on. And then and then the stories and the and the rumors come out that, you know, they're very interested in Chitrin now out of Arizona. Yeah. And it's like, why? You know, he shores up the defense. They have him under cap certainty for a few years. And got also it. got it. But what yeah. do you have to give up for him? You're going to have to give up the future. Yeah. You're going to have to give up yep. top prospects. You're going to have to give yep. up a Connor McMichael or a Hendricks Lapierre. Right. See, and like that's the thing. Gonna, I think if, the, if you're those teams, like especially the caps are their their coffers a little bigger than the pens. Like, Okay, let I'm not saying this year's a wash because maybe they catch lightning in a bottle, march down like the penguins and get in the playoffs. I would hope for that. It's cool. I don't think that on paper. I don't I just don't see it happening. But 
you ride out this year, retool in the off season. Maybe some of these younger guys are ready next year at training camp. Maybe 100%. Or maybe, I hate wishing this, somebody in the bottom six or even in the top six gets hurt. You make a call up. Kid comes up, does awesome, and you go keep on marching. Like, But there's a difference between retooling and rebuilding. And I also think, like, because it, it's thrown around so much, I you see it every goddamn day now this time of year like oh this team's rebuilding this team's rebuilding like part of me is just like we kind of talked about it you know especially about the pens and the caps and even the blackhawks to some extent it's a natural bell curve of franchises it's not rebuilding it's just the way shit works you get a group of players in their prime they're this good compared to the rest of the league this is your this is your maximum point i.e. Stanley Cup or hopefully, you know, Stanley Cup appearances and wins and whatnot. Um, some teams make it, some teams don't based on other factors like goaltending or, you know, running into teams that have a better core. It's a way it works. Sorry about it. But, you know, like it's just the way the bell curve is. They're not at the top. They're not even on the, you know, going to the top of the curve at this point. They're definitely on the second half of that side of the scale it is what it is penguins too sucks saying it but like but I, what i would say is that if you've if you've decided that like there's two ways to approach it one is to like try and you know try and replenish the stock with uh veterans that already have term right like a like a chitron or whoever or keep developing your guys like you, you, you had them in the system for a reason and really for a couple of those names, especially with Washington, when they were up with the big club, they actually had numbers that indicate that they're going to be everyday players eventually. So, or maybe they should even be everyday players today, but that's a controversial thing. So, you know, don't, don't like. Don't give up on that developmental path. Like this is my point. Like don't give up those players just to go get one or two other players that you know are under contract for two or three years. They're already everyday NHLers, like whatever. I get the value in that, but don't give up everybody else for that. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I think like with their cap situation, both of those teams, Washington and Pittsburgh, with their cap situations going into this summer, there will there will be opportunity in July to go after uh, proven in air quotes proven NHL you know players that are everyday players that you can sign to you know two three four five year deals at whatever money that's appropriate, and you can you can shore up your veteran presence. Um, or, or an experience or whatever you want to call it, but don't give up your, don't give up your developmental prospects, especially the highly rated ones. Like you've spent so much time and money already, like keep those guys in the system, bring them up, give them sweaters, let them play. Like, you know, give them time. I agree. Cause that's where the future of your club is. You got to put the effort in to develop everybody. And especially the guys that you've already put the effort in, in, in like in the AHL. Yeah. If, if there's an opportunity to give them time in the end, then they absolutely should get some because 
that's where you find the Jake Gensels. That's where you find yes the the guys that that come out of the woodwork. That just it's like oh wow the, he he's ready. He sh- he should have been up here a long time ago. We wasted time not playing him. Like that's that's how you find those. So you, you've got to you've got to put that time in with some of those guys. Give them those shots. Look at Tampa. Yeah, there were reports that at one point Buffalo was going to trade Cage Thompson. Oh my god, because they were like. We're unsure still, like he's not clicking a hundred percent. So they apparently like were very close. The rumor, I think it was like Friedman or Merrick said they're super close for like a fourth round or fifth round pick just to like give him a fresh start. And apparently a few of the guys in the organizations are like, let let's let's figure out a new system for another year and see if it clicks. Mm. And he's a forty goal scorer. Mm. Yep. Or I think he has four. He may either have four no, he has forty. He had it yet. So, yeah, like, you were going to get rid of that guy? Jeez. Hmm, like, really? Wow. But uh, all they needed to do was get him on the ice. Yeah, like, figure out some... Get, right, give yeah. him a sweater, get him into the right situation, figure out what that means. And, it, like, that's not the player's problem. Like, we're pro player, right? So that's not the player's problem. Big that's, player here. That's the, organiza- <laughs> that's the organization and the coaching staff's problem to figure out. Right. And if they can't figure out what that is, then yeah, you you know, they're probably going to either not resign or they're going to trade or whatever it is. Right. But if, if you, if your developmental system and staff is telling you, like, you should really give this player a chance, maybe you should listen to them. Right. You know, and give them a chance. And don't do it under a negative, you know, sort of, uh, you know, don't put a black cloud over their head as they're getting that chance. Like, don't look for all the mistakes. There's going to be mistakes. The game is mistakes. Goals are Mm -hmm. more often than not happen because a mistake happened, right? Like, don't, don't look at it that way. Like, let's, you know, pro player, man, like get these guys up. Don't trade them away just because you there's a shiny object somewhere else. Can we get like a, a salary <laughs> cap or like a trade window in our beer league? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> it would be entertaining as hell. Yeah, would. that would be cool. <laughs> I want I want waiver wire control so I can just mess with guys. <laughs> just like send them on the waiver wire at seven o'clock on Saturday so that they won't know if they play on Sunday night, depending on if they clear or not. No, you know it'd be fu- you know it'd be fun is if they had like a like so you had a you had a trade deadline where everybody on the team votes like <laughs> who, who to trade Whoa. and one yeah, and one man. and one person gets traded but it's anonymous right so then <laughs> like everybody a, like survivor <laughs> like you're saying like survivor like you vote for the guy yeah who you want traded yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. you trade and then you trade and those <laughs> those four people go into like a pot. And then the captains have to choose amongst them. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> great! Wow, that would be interesting, Danny. Whoa. That's a million dollar idea. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, every year it was just the goalies? We <laughs> <laughs> just vote the goalies every year. Just like totally oh, make man. them squirm. <laughs> yeah, it would have to either be the goalie, all goalies, or yes. you'd have to. So yeah. have no goalies because kinda, you couldn't, you know, put your goalie yeah, yeah. in, but there's nobody to trade for. 
can't have two goalies on one team. Oh, that'd be funny. Like you vote out the goalie. Only three goalies are in and it's another player. So you could potentially just not have a goalie. You just have to play six. Yeah. And that'll do it for episode 133. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. We certainly appreciate it. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, tell your friends, tell your teammates, your coaches, your fellow hockey parents, whoever. Let them know you found a cool new podcast and they should check it out too. And be sure to listen again next week. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so we'll see you then. Later. Later.